You're listening to Barter with Christine with your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. Listen live each Monday at 1. Christine talks with business owners on how to increase cash flow and grow profits. Welcome to the Barter with Christine show. I am your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. Happy Monday, everyone. I always like to say that because no matter what we are going through, either individually or as a whole, there's always something you can find to be happy about. And I know right now with the recent national health crisis shutting everything down and having people on quarantine, it may not seem like there is much to be happy about, but just keep a positive outlook. We are all going through this together as a nation and throughout the world. So please keep your spirits up and know that this will pass. I've said on my last few shows, and as a reminder, please check on your neighbors and your family members, especially the older ones and those with health and mobility issues, to make sure that they have the things they need. Be a good human and look out for those in need. Remember, as bad as you think you have it, there is someone that is going through something much worse. So let's be kind and compassionate with one another. And share something positive today, whether it's a message to an old friend or well wishes to someone you don't know or checking in on that neighbor. The world needs more positivity right now, so let's make that happen. Okay, so I am really excited about today's guest. Today's topic is social media, and my guest is an expert when it comes to getting your message out the right way. Brooke Miles of Delaware Shoutout has been working with individuals and small businesses to develop their social media strategy plan. So whether you're an individual listening in today or a business owner, if you are looking for more organic followers, engagement, or need a more streamlined workflow, then you are about to pick up some valuable tips. Brooke Miles, welcome to the Barter with Christine show. Thanks, Christine. It's great to be here. Hi. Uh, so please take a minute, Brooke, and introduce yourself. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm Brooke Miles with Delaware Shoutout. We, our business has been around since 2014, so this month is actually when we celebrate our six-year anniversary. Um, not quite the anniversary we were expecting, but that's, that's yeah. okay. Um, but congratulations, and, none the thank same. You. Thank you. Um, what we really focus on is helping small business owners develop a social media strategy to maintain their social media in-house. A lot of companies would love to outsource their social media, but either for budget reasons or maybe they just like to keep things tight. They prefer to keep things in-house, but whatever they're doing right now isn't working. So my job is to figure out what isn't working and what still is working so they can keep that, so they can have a very easy to maintain social social media program that practically works on autopilot but still shows their authenticity. Exactly. Well, I have to say, I am so excited to have you as my guest today. And just to let the listeners know, we are calling in remotely today and not live yep. in the studio as I normally do. So on that note, as people are quarantining, many are at home using social media, both personally and professionally. So let's talk about the big three, Brooke. What are the, the most popular platforms? Absolutely. The most popular platforms are Facebook and Instagram, and then LinkedIn and 
Twitter are about the same from a popularity standpoint, although from my experience and the experience of many others out there, when you put something out there on LinkedIn, you're more likely to be seen, um, especially from a business standpoint. Right. And so, you know, I know that Instagram is really big these days. And, you know, so every platform is different in the way that you build and grow your audience. And so I imagine there's a different strategic plan for each one of them. I know with Facebook, it started out, you know, as a social, uh, not not necessarily for business, but it really has evolved into a big uh, business platform. So how would you um, discuss a strategy for maybe individuals and, and more importantly, businesses to grow? Let's just talk about Facebook for a moment. Absolutely. Well, one rule of thumb for everyone, whether you are an individual or a business, is only say something if it really needs to be said. Uh, There are too many folks out there and businesses out there that are putting out messaging even before the crisis that um, just so they can be heard, just so their voice is out there. But really, you should do something that, that shares value no matter what because we're all deluged with just just too many messages out there, and it's it's better if you're the person who maybe doesn't have something out there five times a day, but when you do speak, it's something that people want to hear. So so that's definitely the, the most um, important part. The other thing to keep in mind, and this affects both individuals as well as businesses, is to, very, to be very clear of your brand. Now, an individual might not think of their personal brand, but really everyone has a brand. And what are you putting out there and what will people think? You always want to be authentic, always. At the same time, you just need to be a little bit sensitive and realize that, you know, let's say you are in the job market, a prospective employer um, mm-hmm. might be looking to see. Actually, oftentimes we'll see what to see. see we'll see what you're trying to post on um, Facebook. You know, I'm on a radio program and I should be able to speak eloquently as you, but it's not happening quite yet. But hopefully, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> you're fine. You're doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm you're doing up, fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm much better with the written word. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, yeah. Brooke. You so, sound great. So thank you. So what and makes? Then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask, what makes a piece of social media content successful? Then, so three different things. You can either think to inspire, educate, or entertain. Those are probably mm. those are mainly the three main categories. And again, that applies to both. Um, you know, individuals and businesses. Um, but, but that's where, again, you just want to provide value to people. You don't want to share, let's talk about individuals, um, what you're having for lunch. Um, that, that's always been the joke, and it still is, um, even now. Um, and when you're talking about social media now for um, businesses, you know, they have to be especially careful with all the messaging going out. Um, are they really saying something that is of value? Um, so, for example, let's say it's educational. Um, are you providing solid tips? out there that someone can use? Um, Are you um, dispelling a myth that most people have out there regarding your industry? Something of that nature where someone walks away from reading what you wrote and they have uh, you've, you've changed their mindset, or you've given them tools to act, you know, to um, perform an action that will help them in their lives or their business. Right. Well, that that's good insight. Now, but I know that a lot of people use it for personal as well yeah. as business. So, it's it's kind of hard to do a blend of both. I, I know that I do have some clients on my personal. Uh, page, but then I have the professional pages as well, and it's really, it, it, I guess it kind of makes it, um, 
there's a blurred line there. I mean, you, you really do have to be careful, you know, when you're posting. You have to know your audience. And I've talked about that before in previous shows, not just necessarily with social media, but in advertising and things that you put out there in general. You really have to know your audience. And like you said, be a little sensitive. You know, not everybody wants to know what you're eating for lunch, even though I, I like to document sometimes when I go to a restaurant and have a really good meal because I like to share that with other people. That's just my personal thing. <laughs> I don't do it all the time, but... But it's almost like a diary, too. Then I know, oh, yeah, back last year I was at that restaurant in Ocean City, Maryland. You know, it's just one of those things. You kind of remember uh, those those, uh, little vacations and things that you did. But from a business standpoint, you're right. I think it does have to be value-driven and share information. That's one of the things I like to do with this radio show is the topic is Barter with Christine, but I like to bring content and value to the audience so while we're not necessarily talking about barter right at the moment, but it's something that the audience can take away. So with that being said, what is the biggest mistake? I mean, you probably touched on a little bit now, but what's the biggest mistake you see that people make on social media? We can apply this to individuals as well as businesses. Okay. Um, well, let's let's speak about um, businesses, and that's, that's really um, my main area of expertise, although it can certainly carry over to individuals. Um, the two biggest mistakes I see, and, and there are a lot of them, <laughs> the two biggest ones are um, being consistent. So, for example, um, I, I have seen organizations deliberate on a single social media post for 30 minutes, okay, um, when I know for a fact when they send it out, maybe 10 people will see it, okay? So it's, you sh- it's, it's more important to um, you, you want to deliver value, okay? But you don't want to think about it so much that you just end up being so mentally exhausted that you only send out a message, let's say, once a month or once every three months, and people go to your Facebook page um, to see if your vis- business is viable, and they say, oh, the last t- post was from two months ago. Um, maybe they're not doing much, okay? So it's better to be as consistent as possible. It, it's better to have a B-plus effort three times a week than an A-plus effort, you know, once every three months. Uh, the other thing is grammar. Um, a, a lot of people underestimate the need to use proper English. Um, you could have the best um, you could have the best business in the whole wide world in your industry. You could have the best customer service, five-star Google reviews, et cetera, et cetera. But if someone who doesn't know you is seeing something you're posting out there and you um, misspell the word there or your um, or its, which obviously have, have different um, options, if you're doing it wrong, they're going to assume that you do not put as much care into your business if you can't put enough care into your post. It doesn't take that long to proofread. And some people just have difficulty with proofreading, in which case, ask someone to proofread it. There's usually someone within your organization. Um, I used to be able to say, you know, go down the hall and ask so-and-so, but, you know, <laughs> email your colleague <laughs> and send it right. to them. And they'll, they'll look at it beforehand. I have some clients that actually show me their stuff before it goes out there and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm editing it, but also, you know, giving them some other advice as well. So again, it's the consistency as well as um, the importance of being, being proper. You still want to sound like you, you, you don't want to be like stuffy, but you can be professional and authentic at the same time. You really can. Absolutely. And I want to let the audience know that you do have an awesome blog and there's an article in there about tips on uh, making sure that you are, you know, spot checking your grammar and your spelling and all that. So uh, tell people how to find you. Okay, great. Uh, The best way is through our website, which is www.deshoutout.com. 
com. So it's DE like Delaware and then shout out, like shout out, all one word dot com. And when you go on there, you'll actually have the opportunity to join our email list and about once every two weeks, um, I send out um, an article, um, a fresh original article about social media or time management because a lot of my training also has to do with how do you get more done in less time, you know, with your social media. Um, and um, all, of the, all of the articles are educational. On occasion, there's something humorous. Um, and on occasion, I share, um, you know, a, a promo about, a, you know, a new online class we're offering, that type of thing. But for the most part, you're going to get a lot of value from that. So you'll see opportunities to join the email list. And at the very least, check out the blog section. Um, it's a very easy na- website to navigate. Um, and I think you'll get some really good information out there. Yep, that's great information. And, you know, I, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd fail my job here if I didn't mention that you are a member of Atlantic Barter. You've been oh, yeah. trading for a little over a year now. Actually, I think you're coming up on your uh, one-year anniversary. No, really? Has when, it been that what? long already? Wow. Yeah, okay. I think it's one-year yeah. anniversary in June. June, May okay. or June. I'd have to look. Uh, but, yeah, so you've utilized Barter to help with your downtime and capacity. And how has that worked for you? Oh, I love Barter. I, 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 and I, I really, really do. Because what happens is that, um, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I had all these excuses not to use barter for years, okay? And then I had a really good conversation with you, Christine, and I'm so glad that you took the time to dispel all the myths in my head. And the, the, the big thing that really sold me was the fact that there are some people you just won't be able to do business with unless it's barter. You just won't. Um, and then when you make them happy and do a good job, they'll refer people who are more cash-paying customers. So, and, and what you're earning, you know, it doesn't feel like money in a way, but it still is money. It's just money in a different account that happens to be called barter. That's all it is. So I have had the opportunity to work with people who would really prefer working with barter. I've had great experiences with them. And um, I have to tell you, in our home, we had some – we ended up having some – major, major plumbing emergencies, um, and we were able to pay for a huge amount of it by barter and saved thousands of dollars. So, um, yeah, so it's totally paid for itself, and we already have some other ideas we want to earmark it for, for things that we might want to treat Mm -hmm. ourselves a little. But, but again, we wouldn't have had that um, if it weren't for the barter. So there are more than ways, there's more than one way to earn money, and it doesn't have to be by cash. That's right. And now is a time, and before we go to our commercial break, I just want to mention uh, we have a lot of good information as we come back from the break that we're going to get into about how to increase your following, how to be, uh, you know, get that engagement with these different social media platforms. But before we go to the break, I just want to mention Atlantic Barter is something that if you're a business owner out there and right now you have extra time in your schedule, Uh, this is the time to look into trading because you can create that additional revenue stream, like Brooke said, that can be used to offset your expenditures, whether they're business-related or for your personal uh, use. So we have many business owners that are still doing business and still trading. Atlantic Barter uh, offers also a business stimulus program right now. We have some really great programs in place, interest-free credit lines for qualifying business owners to help them through these trying times and these lean times. And when the quarantine lifts, business may be slow to come back. You know, cash flow might be tight for some people. So bartering is a great avenue for that. For more information, visit our website at 
AtlanticBarter.com. That's Atlantic like the ocean, and barter is spelled B-A-R-T-E-R, and that's AtlanticBarter.com. So stay tuned. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Don't go anywhere. My name is Joe Ball. I am 88 years old, 88 years old. I don't look that old, except in the mirror. I've been in business over 61 years, aiding small and medium-sized firms with their advertising and related needs. I'm still at it. You can benefit from my lifetime experiences. Call me personally at 484-562-0060. That's 484-562-0060 or see www.phillybizmedia.com. That's www.phillybizmedia.com. Make your contact soon, for obvious reasons. I'm 88 years old. 484-562-0060. Jim, your restaurant looks great. You have a lot of new customers. Thanks, Dan. Things have really turned around. What changed? I joined Atlantic Barter, one of the area's oldest and largest barter exchanges in the Mid-Atlantic region. They really helped me grow my business. How did they help you? Well, through them, I traded restaurant meals in exchange for things like advertising and pest control services. They saved me thousands of dollars already. Do you think my business could benefit? Absolutely. The painter I used on trade to paint my restaurant picked up a cash job from one of my customers. That's great. I need new customers. Give them a call at 302-654-5650 or visit AtlanticBarter.com. They work with all kinds of businesses. I'm calling today. I definitely want to save some cash. I don't know why I haven't done this before. Be smarter, think barter. Visit them on the web at AtlanticBarter.com to build barter into your business plan. Call 302-654-5650. That's 302-654-5650. You are back listening to The Barter with Christine Show. I'm your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. And today's guest is Brooke Miles of Delaware Shoutout. She's a social media expert, and we are delving into the world of social media today since many people are at home online and using their Facebook and their Instagram. And whether you're an individual or a business, you know, there are some do's and some don'ts that we want to talk about. And we've already, you know, chipped away at that uh, topic a little bit here, but I I want to ask Brooke another question or two. So, Brooke, uh, we asked about what makes, you know, social media content successful and what are the biggest mistakes. But, you know, developing a following seems to be so important these days. So what advice do you have for people to gain followers organically on each of the platforms? I mean, LinkedIn is a little bit different because, you know, you link up with people you know, but let's more so, you know, gear it towards Facebook and Instagram. Okay, great. So first of all, a following for the most part, believe it or not, is called a vanity metric. What that means is that it's um, a number that makes you feel good if it's high, but it really doesn't make as much of a difference as you think it does with your messaging. So what happens is that um, Facebook and uh, – actually, let's talk about Instagram as an example. So if, if you have a post out there on Instagram, Instagram has to decide 
how high up it's going to show in your followers' news feeds or if it's going to show you know, high at all <laughs> in, your, in the news feeds. Wow. And the way they determine that is by um, the amount of engagement that your posts historically get relative to the number of followers. So you could have a small number of followers but have – pretty like percentage wise a pretty decent engagement because you're putting good stuff out there um and for that reason instagram will be more likely to um you know have your post higher up in the news feeds and ultimately you just want to be seen and have have, be known for a really good post to get a good following on instagram if you're still interested in doing that um i know there are some you know, programs, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, can be used. But really um, what I find the best way is to follow others. Now, if you're a business, you don't want to necessarily be creepy and follow individuals unless you know them really well and they know, you know, you own this company. But, um, you know, what Delaware Shoutout has done and what we advise other clients to do is to follow follow other local businesses and not just follow them, but um, follow ones that are, are putting out good content that you know that you can like and comment on because ultimately what you're trying to do is build a community. Remember that this is social media. It's not let me follow you so hopefully you follow me and maybe I'll even unfollow you afterwards so my numbers look better, um, <laughs> okay, which people do. And, and you can tell which people are doing it. So why don't be that person, you know. Uh, so, so, that's, uh, so that's Instagram. With Facebook, again, um, it, the whole following thing is, is a vanity metric, and it's very hard for your posts when you're putting out a business post for it to, for them to be seen in, in people's news feeds. It really is only about like 5%, if we're being really generous, on average, only about 5% of your followers will receive your posts in their news feed. So the number of followers you have wow. isn't as important. So it's better in that case to consider Facebook a pay-to-play type of social media outlet. In other words, you want to boost posts or, you know, or be even more sophisticated and use Facebook Ads Manager and put money towards some of the messaging you're putting out there. And um, anytime, anytime you give Facebook money to reach a specific demographic, that's called advertising. And this is where you can make sure that your message is being seen by more of the right people. Um, and that's really where you're going to not only be seen more, but ultimately, believe it or not, indirectly build your following. Because what will happen is that a lot of people who, for example, see, see your post may go ahead, through, through advertising, may go ahead and like your page. Uh, what also happens is that um, you can invite the people who liked the, the advertisement or the post to go ahead and like the page as well. So that's a good way of building a relevant following. These are people who have already engaged with you who aren't even part of your following yet, and now you're inviting them. And, and there's uh, about a 30 40% chance that they'll also accept that page invite as well. Um, but I also recommend make, make sure that your social media icons are prominently displayed on your website. Um, two good places are in the top right corner of your website, as well as the very bottom center. Those are the two main places where people look for the social media icons. Also, feel free to put your social media icons or at least you know, put a link or put links at the bottom of your email signature in terms of regular email. If you're doing email blasts, use, have your social media icons there too for people to follow you, follow you there. That's a great idea, and it's something I had not thought about. Now, I do have in the signature of you know my professional email, I do have a little banner click for the radio show, but I, I never thought about putting in my Instagram handle 
uh, or the Facebook page link, which I probably should do. I know we do it in the newsletter, but I didn't think to put that in my signature. So that's a great tip, Brooke. Now, um, what about Facebook groups, uh, you know, for business? They're really good. There are some positive and negative to groups. The positive is that when you put a post out in a group, way more people will see it. it. It's pretty much the people who are members will see it, so that's really good. Um, you have to be patient with groups because let's say you decide to start your own group, and it could be um, to share your thought leadership but also welcome a discussion with other people who are part of it. It could be a Facebook group where it's actually a VIP feature just for your VIP customers. So you can use the groups in different ways. But keep in mind when you build a group, for a while, it's going to be crickets, and the only person talking will be you. Um, and you have to employ different strategies to get people to participate, and it takes a while. For example, when someone finally like actually posts something or they comment to uh, make sure you put a post out there to thank them for it, or maybe you know at the end of the week or the month say, oh, and congratulations to these people who are participating in our group, um, that type of thing. The other thing is um, you have to monitor bad behavior um, with groups. So as long as you're prepared that you know once in a while, there's someone who's going to be spammy or do something that really goes against the, the heart of your group, then um, you just have to be prepared to reach out to that person and, you know, slap their wrist a little bit or, worst, or worst case scenario, block them. Um, but, um, you know, just, just be prepared for that. But it can be a really good way to build a community um, and, and um, you know, again, just, just create more of a, a feel like people are at home when they're working with you. Right. And so, you know, how, so use, I heard a little bit in that um, earlier, you, you mentioned something and I thought, you know, social media, how do you use it as a tool for good customer service? So it can, um, there, there are different ways. Um, first of all, let's, let's actually, um, let's look at this in two different ways. One of them is messaging to customers to kind of put them in the know of what's going on with your company. Mm -hmm. And the other one is answering any questions that they have. Um, with answering questions that customers may have, keep in mind if you're going to have a Facebook page, that means that people may message you on Facebook. So you need to be need to make sure that you are receiving the notifications or receiving an email from Facebook and that you check the email um, <laughs> when, someone, when someone reaches out. So that's going to be incredibly important. Um, you don't want to be in a situation where a customer reaches out to you on Facebook and then three weeks later you happen to notice it while, you know, you stumble on it while looking for something else on Facebook and then you just use the excuse of, well, we just don't, normally don't check it. <laughs> if a right. customer looks so at you to check it if it's there. That's right. So I would say if you're not that person, if you're the owner of a company and you have the social media platforms, but you're the one in charge of it and you don't check it that often, you better hire someone, you know, hire someone, whether it be internally or someone like Brooke, you know, that can set up a strategic plan for you so that you can have that editorial layout of, you know, you know, things that are going out there in a way so that we have a contact person in place, not you, but I'm suggesting maybe right. someone in the employee of the company that can better, you know, be suited to, you know, check on those messages. So we're just about out of time because I hear the cue music. So I have to wrap things up. But I think we shared a lot of great information today. Again, Brooke Miles with Delaware Shoutout. Thank you so much for being today's guest. If they can reach you on deshoutout.com, please do so. She takes cash and barter uh, through Atlantic Barter. And, Brooke, if you have any last-minute word, real quick, we've got about 30 seconds. 
Yeah, I just appreciate being on the call, and I'm happy to be a resource to anyone um, during the crisis and outside of it as well. Sounds great, Brooke. Thank you again. And as I like to say at the close of every show, be smarter, think barter. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.